Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by AbbVie. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? Explain to me. No, you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's It's not. It's an illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? The. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, call 988. 988 provides free, confidential, compassionate support 24 7 in your phone's local area code. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. It used to be that I could remember virtually every single predator I've caught. And when prompted, I still can. And I still remember quite a few details about each and every one of them. But we're getting to, you know, the four to 500 number now. And so when I look back, at the predators I've caught and consider which one should be an episode on their own, it takes a little bit of research and digging to recall each one in detail. But it's a great exercise for me to go back and dive into these cases because at the time, sometimes you only have minutes to review the transcript. And then depending on my skill of getting the predator to have a seat and discuss the transcripts in the case and the willingness of that predator to 
sit and do the same, well, some confrontations are more compelling than others. Todd West did not stay to be interviewed in Fortson, Georgia. But he is a fascinating case, nevertheless. And if you don't remember who Todd West was, you will in just a few minutes. If you recall, in the summer of 2006, we collaborated with the Harris County Sheriff's Department in Fortune, Georgia. It's not far from Columbus, Georgia. Military base there. And we had some military guys come in, as you would suspect. And among the other visitors we had... Todd West had a lengthy chat with a decoy, actually two decoys, posing as a 14-year-old girl. Mystic Roses was her screen name. And I remember Todd West for a couple of different reasons. He had a shaved head and a, like a goatee. He was a goth-looking guy. He was 37, even though he said online to the decoy, he was 25. And that always puzzles me. It's like, okay, what's the difference between 25 and 37? It's still illegal. You're still proposing the rape of a child. But somehow it seems to make some of these predators feel less of a criminal. Less of a child molester. So the house in Harris County was tucked away from the road in a rural area, but it was a nice house. And the scenario painted by the decoy was there was a pool there and a hot tub in some cases, and that was part of the lure that when the girls, or in some cases the boys, parents were gone, there could be skinny dipping. And that was attractive to a lot of these guys. Some 20 of them showed up during the course of our investigation. And this was one of those where we started then had to stop because of a wildfire in California that knocked out the servers to Yahoo, whose chat rooms we were using for the investigation. So we worked a few days left, came back the next week, picked up where we left off. So Todd West is interesting also because of his defense when his case came to court. He was engaged at the time to a woman named Diana Strauder. And this becomes significant because she was the profile of a Glamour magazine article, and I'll get into that in just a little bit. It was fascinating. It's detailed collateral damage. And I always think collateral damage is something important here because it's not just the predator. It's not just the potential child victim. It's also what happens to the family of the predator and how they're often ostracized. And we don't encourage this. I was talking to somebody the other day and the topic came up that all the followers of the Predator franchise, because it's become so iconic, such a part of, you know, the fabric of social media, 
continue to follow these guys who've been arrested. And, and I don't authorize this. I don't encourage it. It's just what happens. We'll talk more about Diana Strouder in a minute. I reached out to her for the purposes of this podcast, and I did not hear back. But I'd like to hear from her. So one night in July 2006, the 20th to be exact, Todd West is prowling in a chap. Now, when we did the original television story that To Catch a Predator on Dateline about the Georgia investigation, we did not use his screen name on TV because, as you'll hear in a moment, it was inappropriate. What is the screen name? Comes in the Night. C-U-M-S underscores between the words. Comes in the night. What do you think he's up to? Hmm? The chat starts. Cute pick. It's cute because I'm cute, she says. West, hey, looks that way. How you doing tonight? Starting to get tired. I've been up all day. West says, well, that sucks. You should scoot to bed then. In a few. What are you doing up, she asks. Bored, room surfing, the usual late night fare. Now, as I mentioned at the time of this chat, Todd West is engaged to Diana, who I mentioned earlier. He works at a costume store, which sort of fits in with his whole goth vibe the conversation continues and he asks her age female 14 Georgia what about you whoa he says you're pretty young oopsie I'm 25 male Georgia yeah 25 or 37 mystic roses says 14 isn't young I'll be a freshman A little too young to be flirting with, maybe. LOL. These guys always say that, but they leave the door open. It's almost like it gives them some sort of plausible deniability later. It makes them feel better about themselves during the chat, knowing they're going to show up and violate a teenager. Then she says, I talked to a bunch of people. Well, in that case, he says, ha. What do you mean, she asks. I mean, I meant that I would continue to flirt then. Okay, he's flirting now. He then says he lives around Atlanta. She describes where she lives closer to Columbus. And that's about an hour away. And then right away, he wants to know if she has a cam. I wish dad won't let me. Looks like you have one. LOL, yeah, I do. That's cool. I want one, she says. I'll sneak you over one. Okay, now he's 15 minutes into the conversation, and he mentions bringing her a camera. But then he says, I'd probably end up wanting to give you a bit more than a can. Now he's 19 minutes into the conversation. He's talking about sex. Oh, my God, she says, I just saw your profile. Ah, hey, he says, why you want to show that, huh? Uh, Why not? Now, he's showing a picture of his penis. Later, he masturbates on a video game to someone he believes is a 14-year-old girl. 
LOL, he says. I like it. I couldn't put a picture like that up for me. I'd be embarrassed, she says. Hey, hey, you're not supposed to be able to view adult profiles. Tisk tisk. Okay, you don't have to post the pic like that. Just send it. So now he wants a picture of her, a sexual picture of her. I know, I was just razzing you. So what do you really look like? You've seen me on my profile. Shaved head, goatee. Well, that can look like a million people. I want to see a pic. Be right back, he says. My Yahoo froze up. I had to log off. You still there? Yeah. And they go back and forth. Decoy is a little bit cheeky. I don't think you really exist, huh? Then there's more talk about exchanging pictures. And maybe a visit. Well, if you are, she says, my dad's leaving for Atlanta for the weekend, so I'll probably be online a lot. Leaving, eh? Need any company, he asks. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. My wife Gabrielle and a couple of the kids had a wonderful dinner the other night. Meatballs, wonderfully done. Rice, vegetables, and a delicious sauce. Now, I would like to take credit for putting that together, but it was from HelloFresh. Once again, a great meal. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make sure cooking is easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. And I'll tell you one other thing. My oldest son now orders it in Brooklyn. And it's not only kept him well-fed with well-balanced meals, it's taught him how to cook, which I think is a great benefit. Choose from more than 55 weekly options featuring pre-portioned, high-quality ingredients picked at peak ripeness. HelloFresh delivers fresh, quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, so you can savor summer flavors right from home. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant and is even cheaper than grocery shopping. That's money back in your pocket, and with inflation, don't we all need that? Go to HelloFresh.com slash Hanson16 and use code Hanson16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and get three free gifts. She swaps out a photo on her profile. He says, damn, you are a cutie. Like I didn't know that already. Any bikini pics? Uh, no, I wear a one-piece. But don't have any pick for that either, huh? Let's go skinny dipping, he says. I'll bring my camera. And there's going to be more talk about having sex, videotaping the sex, essentially creating child porn. Then he refers to his profile pic again. Well, you know my profile pic? Question mark. Duh, can't miss it. I'm going to do that. In other words, his profile pic is him masturbating. If you haven't figured that out. Ha ha, oh. Well, I got a question. She says, yeah. Well, first, you mean you're going to jack off? Yes, I am, lol. Kind of a naughty thing, he says. I enjoy masturbation, he says. And you're not embarrassed? Nope. I was just wondering, she says. If I'm not having sex, then why not? LOL. 
I don't know. You don't have a girlfriend? Nope. Now, he's engaged. Don't you masturbate, he asks. No, it seems like it would be weird. You've never masturbated, he asks. Have you had sex? Well, we didn't have sex, but I had a boyfriend before. We kissed and stuff. Did you do anything, he asks? Mostly just touching. Ah. Never watched him jack off? Hee hee. No, he never did that I saw. I never saw it, I mean. LOL, he says. When are we going skinny dipping? I'll let you watch. LOL. Then he says, joking. I don't mind, she says. Oh, really? Hmm. Then he's talking about having the girl masturbate. He says, that thought gets me hard. So what do you sound like? You have a deep voice? Yeah, I do. Can I hear it? I don't have a mic, he says. Do you? I did. I was cleaning my room and the vacuum pulled out the wire and I stepped on it. Haha, so it's a little one. That sucks. So they wrap up for that night. The next day, they're back online. And the grooming continues. And there's talk of him coming over to the house in Fortson, but he, he says he actually has plans already. But he wants to know if she'd actually hang out with him. And she's playing along. Well, you already have plans, so why do you want to come over? I don't understand. More chatter. Then they go into the next day. This goes on for like seven days. More talk about skinny dipping. Then he wants to know, you live with your dad only? Wants to make sure the coast will be clear. There's more talk about the dad traveling, going to Atlanta. Where's your dad work, he wants to know. He works this week. He leaves about 6.30 or 7 and comes back around 6. Ah, He asks again to have the girl take pics of himself. She says she can't. She doesn't have that kind of camera. It's almost like he's just trying to keep this afloat, trying to decide when he's going to come over, if he's going to come over. He's likely juggling the time he spends with his fiance, the time he spends at work, and, well, whether or not he's going to come over and see this girl. Then he talks about already having a date on the next night. He says, hey now, I'm just dating now. Not looking for a girlfriend, really. And she pretends to be just a little bit jealous. He says, I made a promise to her. I try not to break those whenever possible. Seems like a good thing to do. Although, blessing a child is okay, apparently. Talks about his girlfriend, actually fiance, being pretty busy. But he still wants to know, do you know any days next week that your dad might be gone for an extended day? Tuesday or Thursday might work. He still wants to set this up. Maybe Thursday this week, but don't know about next week. I could try to swing that, he says. Maybe just get off a little early or something. Not so bad. I still find it hard to believe that you've never touched yourself, he says. I find it hard to believe that he's continuing this conversation with somebody he thinks is 14. Because it would more than likely feel good, he says. Has anyone else ever touched you there? When I was wearing clothes, but didn't touch me right on. He's back talking about a camera. 
And then he says, are you wanting someone to ever touch you right on? Well, if it's the right person, she says. Maybe in a jacuzzi, he asks. Now, again, he knows there's a pool and a jacuzzi at this house, so he's pretty fired up for that. Finally, on July 27th, he decides to come over. But he wants to make sure the coast is clear. You don't have a problem with me being older, right? Hell no. You could bring alcohol. I love those Jack Daniels drinks. Jack Daniels, huh? Aren't you a bit young for alcohol? Yeah, but sex is okay, right? Jack and Cokes, he asks. Yeah, those are yummy, she says. They exchange telephone numbers. And then he wants to get more specific about her body. Nipples all pointy out and such? Well, maybe, she says. I need to start shaving, he says, running hot water for my bowl. He's got to clean up before he comes over to visit. I can do that while I'm here. She says, want me to give you my address so you can map it out or something? I was just going to ask, he says. The address is exchanged. Then he talks about shaving and talking about shaving his privates. Says he's really going to come when he gets there. He said, I turned my camera on in case you need proof. All nice and shaved, he says, about his privates. Before he arrives, he makes a phone call, talks to the girl. Hello? Can I ask? Yes. Hey, it's Ashley. Hey, what's going on? Where are you doing? Not a whole lot. Just got out of the shower. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I see am, but I guess you didn't get that one. Huh? I said I see am, but I guess you didn't get that one. No. Nope. No. Sorry. What? Sorry, I'm breaking up a little bit there. Are you getting ready to leave or? Mm-hmm. Okay. How long do you think? Um, probably about an hour and a half. From now? Probably by the time I get there. I gotta think of stuff. Okay. He says he's getting ready to leave, and as you heard, he says it'll probably take him about 90 minutes to get there. I need okay. to get the house cleaned up. <laughs> it's kind of messy. Right. Is it messy? Yeah. Cool. So I'll talk to you when you get here. Got to warm up the jacuzzi. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. He tells her to warm up the jacuzzi. She says, okay. And then... He shows up. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, I'm often asked how I and my team deal with the very dark subject matter we sometimes report about. And the answer is very simple. Many of us employ the services of BetterHelp. With great success. Let me give you an example. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. 
you need to talk about issues that are affecting you. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps, just taking a break from life in general. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp works so well because it's tailored to your needs. Not everybody is the same, obviously. Everybody's got different issues and problems that need to be addressed, and you can reach out to BetterHelp and find what you need to be healthy in the head. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in less than 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Hansen. That's BetterHelp.com Hansen. I'll be watching and listening. When he walks in, our decoy, who's 18 but looks much younger, meets him at the door. Now, she's a very attractive young lady, and she's dressed in a towel, both around her body and around her head. Now, she's got clothes on beneath, but that was part of the the setup for the, the actual predator sting. Now, Todd, as he walks into the house, is moving quickly, but casually still, he's got his backpack with the Jack Daniels condoms in it. He's wearing a black tank top and black pants. You're going to push that open. You're going to holler out. We've hired this young-looking 19-year-old named Amanda to play the part of an underage girl home alone. And you come around here. She gets into position, standing by the front door as a potential predator shows up at our undercover house. Come on in. I'm just finishing up getting out of the shower. Okay. He comes into the kitchen and sets down his backpack and starts pulling out the Jack Daniels. He's going to have a drink. Nice dick. Did you bring the Jack Daniels? Yep. You did? Mm-hmm. Yay. Nice digs, he says. The girl playing the role of the 14-year-old feigns excitement. Did you pick up the condoms? Mm-hmm. Do you have any special ideas for tonight or anything? Not special. What are some of your ideas? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. That's right. He says he doesn't know. You tell me. Now, at the time, the decoy's in another room. But he's very comfortable. I mean, shockingly comfortable with the way he acts. Now, unfortunately, Todd doesn't stay once I walk out. He bolts, goes right out the front door, leaves all his stuff behind, and he's arrested by the Harris County Sheriff's deputies and the task force assigned to this particular investigation. He's taken away and he is also questioned back at the Sheriff's Department, but he doesn't want to say anything. He requests a lawyer. So at that point, that's the end of it. And that's the last I get a chance to talk to Todd. But that's far from the end of the story. So Todd is facing the charges associated with the sting operation. And he's now got to explain to his fiancée, Diana, that he's been arrested, that he needs her to post bail so he can get out, and also to try to explain to her 
why it's okay for them to stay together, even though she's got daughters around the same age as the girl he was trying to have sex with. And it gets worse for Todd because it turns out that he was communicating with at least one other minor. A girl came forward to say that he had been contacting her preteen on her then MySpace page. So the case starts to work its way through the court system and he gets a lawyer and Diana decides to stay with him. And we'll get into this in just a minute. I reached out to her, as I mentioned earlier. She did not get back to me. But she did sit for an interview with Glamour magazine in November of 2007. An article came out, and we'll get into that in just a minute here. Because it's very, very compelling and very brave on her part, I suppose, to actually talk about this collateral damage. It was a well-written article. Very interesting. So they get married, Todd and Diana. And they're hoping that he will get a lighter sentence because he's going to plead guilty to one charge of attempted child molestation. But in Georgia, the courts don't play around. So for that guilty plea, Todd received a 10-year prison sentence and he had to serve five, which he did. But at his sentencing... And this is almost unbelievable. At his sentencing, a retired Episcopal priest who knew Diana's family and his wife, a therapist, testified that Todd really wasn't a bad guy, that he didn't really want to rape a 14-year-old girl. He was just suffering from, get this, premarital jitters. Premarital jitters. Now, this is a retired Episcopal priest in Georgia. Now, at no time did Todd actually suggest he had any specific deep religious faith. In fact, he had a bumper sticker on his vehicle depicting someone urinating on the words, your God. So I'm guessing he wasn't a very religious guy. But that's what they went with. Premarital jitters. Well, it didn't resonate with the judge. So off goes Todd for five years in prison. And, you know, Diana has to deal with a predictable fallout. And they ultimately get divorced during this time. And while he's in prison, he has a blog, American Gothic Doing Time. I looked for some excerpts from it but couldn't find it. Apparently, it was fairly short-lived. And while he's serving his five years behind bars and the divorce goes through, Diana talks to Glamour Magazine, as I mentioned before. In a picture for the article, Diana poses with her two daughters in the home she once shared with Todd. And it talks about her finding out that Todd was arrested. I'm quoting from the article here that was written by Ezra Nomani. Diana Strouder had just stepped out of the shower in the early morning darkness in July 2006 when her phone rang. It was the roommate of her fiancé, Todd West. Todd is in jail, he said. All Diana could sputter out was, what the hell? 
Her head spinning, Diana couldn't imagine what her sweet, gentle Todd, man who surprised her on Sunday mornings with Spanish omelets, cried when his cats were sick, had done. But she didn't have time to wonder. She had to get to her job as a medical technician at Loganville Dialysis Center outside Atlanta. She would spend the day tending to dialysis patients, hooking them up to the whooshing machines that kept them alive. As she drove to work through the pre-dawn streets, she dialed the Harris County Jail and asked the woman at the intake desk what was going on. You don't know anything, the woman said. No, Diana replied. Oh, honey, the woman said, I am so sorry. What the woman told her next made Diana's hands and knees tremble so hard she had to pull over to the side of the road. Todd had been arrested for trying to solicit sex from a decoy disguised as an underage girl. And Diana, 34-year-old divorced mother of two adolescent daughters, was about to endure the private agonies behind what has become a very public form of entertainment. They're talking about Dateline's To Catch a Predator. And while it was entertainment, it is entertainment, I suppose. It really is a journalistic endeavor, I believe. And then the article goes into how the To Catch a Predator stings were set up and talks about how a few days after Todd's arrest, his roommate and Diana made the drive to the Harris County Jail. Diana is portrayed as being furious and confused. She had had just one brief phone conversation with Todd since the arrest. She asked if he was okay, but she had no details of what he'd actually done. That's when the roommate relayed a conversation, get this, between him and Todd, where they were actually watching to catch a predator. Todd and his roommate were watching To Catch a Predator, and he's talking to Todd's fiance now on the way to the jail. And the comment in the conversation was, I can't believe the freaking idiots who do this kind of thing. And he says that Todd nodded his head in agreement. So they knew we were out there doing these investigations. They knew about perverted justice. And yet Todd shows up anyway. At first, Todd told his fiance that he thought the girl was 18, but then admitted, hanging his head in shame, that she said she was 14. On September 22, 2006, Todd's episode of Dateline to Catch a Predator aired. Quoting the article again here, Diana and Todd refused to watch it, but in living rooms across the country, 8.7 million viewers heard a voiceover say, We've hired a young-looking 19-year-old named Amanda to play the part of an underage girl home alone. She gets into position, standing by the front door. You heard this earlier in this episode. That's when Diana got the full picture of what Todd had done. The fact that he sent a picture of his penis, that he had masturbated in front of someone he thought was a 14-year-old girl. Still, it would be my position, and I think the position of those in the Harris County Sheriff's Department who arrested Todd that had this not been a sting operation, had my crew and I not been in the house, had a 14-year-old girl actually been there, there would have been a rape. There would have been a molestation. And I think that's undeniable. So when you hear the collateral damage, and you should feel sorry for Diana, she didn't do anything wrong. But as for Todd... I would argue he got what he deserved. I reached out to Todd 
and was unable to connect. But I would like to hear from him. I'd like to hear his side of the story. I'd like to hear from Diana. I'd like to have them both sit down together. We'll see. I'm going to keep trying. Todd now lives in Georgia. He is a registered sex offender, lifetime. And he works with a refrigeration company in sales, not in people's homes. He's got a whole list of restrictions based upon his registration. And as far as we can tell, and we look thoroughly into these things, Todd has never offended again. As you know, I like to hear from you. And this week's question is from Greg in Suffolk, England. Hi, Chris. This is Greg from Suffolk, England. A long-time fan of over a decade. Thanks for all you do. I have a quick question that I know a lot of us TCAP fans are wondering about this podcast. And that is, when are we going to get a Lorne Armstrong episode? Or several? Because of course there is so much to unpack there. Overwhelming amounts. I know that you've said you're in contact with him and hope to get him on the podcast. May I please ask when this might be? It's something I've been on the edge of my seat for since the beginning of Predators I've Caught. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you for that, Greg. And yes, you're right. That is a question I get all the time. Lorne Armstrong. Oh, God. We're definitely going to do a Lorne Armstrong episode. Episodes. Because as you mentioned, Greg, there is so much to unpack here. And it's a question I get frequently. Now, I had been in contact with Lorne about doing an interview. He has a number of conditions, many of which I cannot agree to. But I'm working on it. And hopefully we can figure out a way to do an interview. But regardless of whether Lorne does an interview, I will do a series of episodes on Lauren Armstrong, I promise. And I'm getting my arms around that telephone book size chat log of his in preparation for that. There is a lot to unpack there. And so much happened after his arrest. So, yeah, I will get into that, Craig. I promise you. When? Well, I'll put my head together with Steve Cohen and Joe Garner here. We'll figure that out soon, and I'll let you know. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen. You can always find me on social media. Official Chris Hansen on Instagram, at Chris Hansen on Twitter, Facebook, all over the place. On Cameo. And, of course, we appreciate all the reviews you post on any of the platforms where this podcast is available. Keep it up. As always, you can reach me at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. <laughs>